0: IBC presents live via satellite from New York, Bethlehem, Helsinki, West Berlin, and the Great Barrier Reef, Charles Dickens' immortal Christmas classic, Scrooge. Starring Buddy Hackett, Jamie Farr, the Solid Gold Dancers, and Mary Lou Retton as Tiny Tim. Hosted by Sir John Houseman. Scrooge, it will touch your every heartstring. That's right, it all starts on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve on IBC.
1: You love it. Oh,
2: my gosh, does that suck?
1: Welcome to the Cinema 9 Podcast. My name is Michael Govier. I'm here with my two co-hosts, as always, Eric Bransham, Travis Roy. This is Cinema 9 Pod at ProTimeL.com Is how you contact us Cinema 9 Pod on all the standard platforms. Five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Do all that. Get all that out of the way so we can talk about cinema, movies, film, and our centerpiece, which is coming up later in the show, Scrooge, 1988 film about Christmas stuff. Travis, welcome in. Do you have the spirit in you? Are you feeling the intensity of the holiday season?
3: Dude, I, I I have poured literally the largest glass of eggnog I've ever poured for myself in my life. I'm, I'm sitting down to do this. I'm ready. I'm the spirits in me.
0: Move me. Woo-hoo, the Can a man finish an entire glass that big of eggnog?
3: Over an hour and a half yeah. before we get to Scrooged.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you might need it. Trust me. Uh, You're a big Christmas guy, aren't you? You're right going off,
3: now? asshole.
1: <laughs> Eric Brensham. Michael? Yeah. You're a big Christmas guy, aren't you? Um, the Christmas
0: spirit is is in my heart right now. I'm surrounded. It looks like Duncan's toy chest in my house right now. That's a Home Alone 2 reference. But yeah, I'm loving the Christmas season, and I'm excited to talk Scrooged.
3: Yay! Well, this was... <laughs> you looking sound excited, buddy. Yeah. You really...
0: <laughs> you I'm also very be... nervous. Nervous about this conversation, but I'm excited. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, you know, Scrooge is our choice. Eric chose it last week, so we will talk about Scrooge later on in the show. Of course, we'll do our quarantine viewing picks here momentarily, but we're just excited. I mean, it's the holiday season, so there's a lot of movies based around Christmas. Uh less so around Hanukkah so, uh, Sorry. <laughs> Is there a I mean, is there a Hanukkah movie besides Eight Crazy Nights that comes to mind? That's the only one I can think of. I know. I've, I feel like a dick. I mean, there's a lot of Jewish people who've made some great yeah, entertainment, yeah. but there's not – there's just not a lot. I can't think of, like, a signature Hanukkah film. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, and I love it. It's just not – I've never even seen Eight Crazy Nights. I had no interest in seeing it. It's not very good. It's not terrible. I mean, it's just
3: it, – but, damn, man, someone needs to get on that. Come right. on, Hollywood.
1: Yeah, I mean, all the ideas that have been done, everything that's been done – and there still isn't really like a textbook one, but hey, it's also not like a one day event. It's supposedly I mean, it's eight days, but they made hope for Purim. <laughs> they did. <laughs> wow. That is, yeah, that's a deep cut Jewish holiday right there. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. But like Woody Allen seems like he would have done like a great Hanukkah movie in the 80s or something. I, that's how I see it. I think he missed an opportunity there, but because he did Hannah and her sisters, which was like Thanksgiving based. So, but I don't think he ever did a Christmas movie that day. Oh,
3: I guess I need to watch Hannah and her sisters next to Thanksgiving. You know, I like to try and watch these seasonally appropriate movies.
1: Yeah, I forgot to mention it when we did the Thanksgiving season. I had watched it and I forgot to mention it. Or I had started it and I didn't finish it, but I still wanted to say, hey, this is a Thanksgiving movie, but I forgot. So. Uh, Eric, oh, Eric, film. Eric, what's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? <laughs> right now. Uh, Home Alone.
0: Home Alone is my favorite. What? Yeah. Is that, what, why is that an issue? <laughs> everyone loves home alone it's got the whole i mean it warms the heart you get laughs it's still just as funny as it was 30 years ago i don't see the big problem
3: wow okay do i have to do do i have to answer this question too because i'm a little nervous now i'm gonna to to like i mean past mike's mustard you're, you're speechless <laughs> you're
0: speechless after hearing home alone which is easily everyone's top five christmas
1: movie i mean no it's confused. not, it's not oh i guarantee it is
0: do a poll right now ask facebook everyone it's will a, say home
1: alone number it's one, not my it. top, it's not
3: my top five i
0: mean I've got ah, I've, I've,
1: there it is it's not my I top mean, five either
3: i'm thinking of my i can my top four come immediately to head to, to my mind and the fifth one i mean it might it, maybe i could make it that just for you but <laughs> i'd, I'd appreciate it
1: <laughs> oh, Travis, let's hear some of those what are what's in that top four
3: um well scrooged absolutely holds up i know we're supposed to save that till the end of the show but there's no no point in me like as as the show goes on like you'll see there's just no point in me pretending to have any pretense for suspense um so um so scrooged is, is is in my top three and then um elf number one's gotta be uh it's a wonderful life and then the ref is in there too. I don't know what number five is. I just have, have to sit there and think about it, but those are my top four.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, I got the family man in there and the top five. Ooh.
3: Yeah. I could maybe put that number five. That's a great, that's a great movie.
1: I always confuse the family man and the weather man. I, I just like, which one is which do you guys know the difference?
3: Yeah. One's one's about a, uh, an, a meteorologist and one's like a, you know, it's a modern day take on it's a wonderful life. That's um, right, Michael. That. There's, there's the difference. What what do I know? You can On tell YouTube. which one's which because one has weather in the title.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> does help too. Weather versus family. Two different distinct uh pieces of information.
0: What about you, Michael? Santa Claus, the movie number one?
1: Yeah, it was great to watch that, but uh, you know, I don't know if it's in the top five. Uh it was fun though. A lot of fun. Dudley Moore and like goofy weird chemicals. Um, Scrooge. I
4: mean <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 80s to Doctor Ways.
1: Right. Yeah, (laughs) I think we, you know, we gave it away last week. Scrooge is like a holiday standard for me and Travis, for sure. So this is just going to be enjoyable time to re, kind of recount some of the great moments of Scrooge. And this is a rare episode where there won't be any suspense. Scrooge is always (laughs) there. Christmas vacation was forever, but I don't know. The last 10 years, it kind of faded away from me a little bit, but it really, I got to give it due for where it was in the 90s and even into the 2000s for me. Yeah. It's a big deal.
0: I feel the same way. I think I overwatched it. I haven't been inclined to take a look at the past few
3: years, even though I know every word,
0: but I think I, think I overwatched I
3: would, it. Uh, I think I would rather do Funny Farm, to be honest with you. If I had to wow. sit down and choose between the two Christmas movies with Chevy Chase, I'd, I'd do Funny Farm, which is not to say I don't love Christmas Vacation. I've just worn it out. You know, Funny Farm, I've seen maybe 10, 15 Maybe 20, 30, maybe 50 times, maybe 100, maybe 1,000 times. But, um, you know, not as many times Anything. as I've seen. As many times. So, in my heart. What about
0: this? Uh, no
1: love for jingle all the way? No,
0: no. On, I almost watched it on Amazon Prime, but I was like, I, I work too hard to spend two hours on this. Oh, um, isn't that but, uh,
1: is that Sinbad or Tom yeah, Arnold? Sinbad and, Arnold and Schwarzenegger and
0: Tom Marlin, Chris Barnett. You guys, are, can we put this Die Hard as Christmas movie to
3: bed, or can like we do what constitutes a Christmas movie? I mean, everyone's it's definitions is their own, you know?
1: Yeah, they're unique. uh if it has the 4th Christmas of July is a Christmas movie. Oh, so good. <laughs> I, I put anything that has, like, Christmas in the movie. It doesn't have to be Christmas-themed. If there's a segment of the film that is based around Christmas, I'm going to throw it in there and... It really depends, you know.
3: right? I mean, like, like Money Train, I think of as a decent action Christmas movie, like, because it Thanks takes place know. around Christmas. One of my favorite Christmas movies, or I don't know what you want to call it, but one of my, I haven't watched it yet, but I, I watch it every year is while you were sleeping. It takes place in that magical week between Christmas and uh, New Year's Eve, um, you know, like, but it's not exactly a Christmas movie. It's it's a romance, straight up,
1: you know. First time ah. I kissed a girl was to that movie in the theater, 1995. It's <laughs> like a real that's, kiss. That's yeah, a tender. French, a French kiss.
0: That's Were you staring at Peter Gallagher's eyebrows while you made yeah, your move? I was. I was like, Whoa,
1: I am feeling hot.
3: Admiring Bill Pullman's denim jacket. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Who's more boring than Bill Pullman? But I liked him. Peter, I like Gallagher. He's yeah. a pretty plain yeah. guy. Peter,
3: Peter Gallagher in his peacoat. That's that's
1: him. Oh, here you go. Here hey, Steve says that Jeb Stewart went on record that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Sorry, haters. <laughs> Jeb
3: Stewart, like the Civil War general? <laughs>
1: I don't yeah, know. Steve. Uh,
0: I believe yeah. President Obama yeah. recently uh, made that announcement last week, too. You
3: know, for, for, for what it's worth, I mean, uh, the man himself, Bruce Willis, says it's not a Christmas movie. He says it's a Bruce Willis movie, but it's clearly a Christmas movie. It's out of your hands, Bruce. Um, uh,
0: yeah, that doesn't surprise I can totally see Bruce comparing himself to Jesus Christ. But, I mean, you know, Batman Returns, I'd have to say if we're going with these rules, I mean, it's Christmas heavy and
1: also yeah. my favorite movie. Uh, Jeb Stewart is the screenwriter. Thank you, Steve Paulo. I didn't know that. So there you go. Steve Screenwriter says it's a Christmas movie. Well, then, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, uh, I always considered Silver Linings Playbook a Christmas movie because it really ends with like the Christmas being like the last 45 minutes or half hour of the film, and it's really well done. So that, to me, is a Christmas film. I mean, um, I'd,
0: I'd be remiss if I didn't put this out there. In my heart, a Christmas movie has to the central theme has to be, you know, love, being around family and celebrating family you know, the stone. family. It can't just be like like, <laughs> hey, it's an action movie and there's a Christmas tree in the background. Sorry, I can't go there.
1: Well, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. That's why we do this show. So you can share yeah. your opinion. It's cool, man. But to me, Just Friends is a great Christmas movie.
3: Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a great Christmas movie. It's in my classic. top five. Funny. Actually, so. I know yeah. you love that one.
1: I love just friends and it's certainly, you know, he comes home for Christmas inadvertently, but they're on a trip. So even there, it qualifies under Eric's kind of, yeah. What Yeah. Is someone's uh, laundry running right now? Is someone is. cooking popcorn? <laughs> I don't know. I wonder who it could possibly be.
0: <laughs> Not me. I'm on mute right now. <laughs> uh,
1: I got to tell you, Steve Paolo is incredibly passionate about this. He clearly believes, in fact, uh, that it's a Christmas film, Steve. Well, you were entitled to your opinion as well, and we appreciate you listening and watching the show. Thank you, Steve. He raises
3: a good point. I mean, ultimately, Die Hard is about family. Um, it really is. It really is. Yeah. Are a lot of dogs. Goes- Are those dogs that we're hearing. What
0: is it's
1: it? wrapping paper? Oh, I'll it's Christmas season. That's perfect. That we have wrapping paper. This is a special Tuesday edition <laughs> that we release. We normally do our show on Thursday. So, thanks for uh, our lone viewer, Steve Paulo. We love you hey, very much. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Steve, yeah. if you are right, I'd agree with you, but welcome to the show, and thanks for listening.
3: Also, shout out to uh, Russell for uh, being the first uh, listener to make a meme for us on the yeah. Twitter machine. That was very generous. If you're listening, Russell, we appreciate you.
1: Is that true? That's our first meme from a listener. How about from that? From listener, yeah. Wow. Russell Withers. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, he went deep. He got more and more excited about every episode he saw in our archives, which you can listen to anytime you want to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever your podcast platform is. We got... Thirty eight of them after this one's in the can, and that's a you know what, it's pretty good year, guys. I think we've all done a fine job. I want to give you guys all tribute. Want to say thank you, and I want to show you something real quick. Nobody's watching, but this is really just for us. So my dad dropped this off. He did a socially distanced like Christmas bag. Yeah, it just had a couple cards in it, Mm -hmm. and so I don't know if you guys can read this.
3: Found this and thought you should have it. It's a photograph or Christmas. Is that a Christmas card?
1: it's this our dear parted oh, oh that's that was it. not that crazy that's
0: beautiful that's this
1: good is our have. dear dear friend brandon eugene harvey who died in 2001 in a car accident uh, we miss him terribly and my dad gave me he said this is like so cool i was never expecting this it blew my mind totally blew my mind i'm glad so, he held on to it that's great yeah yeah I, I couldn't believe he had it beautiful it was and i don't think i had mine anymore so it was like i was like oh great cool i got this and it was a really nice Christmas moment. This is a Christmas yeah. show, so I wanted to say thanks, Dad. I don't thoughtful. know if you even listen to the show, but very cool of you. So, very thoughtful. On that, I'm very thoughtful. And uh, on that note, let's move into quarantine viewing picks. It's that time, and I know that. Hey, you guys both off now, or did you guys? Oh, go yeah. On to- oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah.
0: I know, Eric's I man. Because like two weeks. I've I've got a lot of movies. I'm excited.
3: Okay, cool. Yeah, we're doing a, uh, you know, we're doing this a day earlier than usual, but I've actually probably watched about the same amount of movies since I'm on break. You know, I squeezed a couple in there.
1: Is it two days earlier or you just consider Wednesday the day? I mean,
3: it's, it's a day early. I mean, we usually record on Thursdays. Today's Wednesday, right? And that was oh, Tuesday? Tuesday. I've completely lost track of time. I'm doing vacation, right? I totally thought it was Wednesday all day long. All day well, long. Well, on this that note,
1: with only five days' notice. What
3: do you got, Travis? <laughs> this, is, oh, this, this is such a good sign. I'm, I'm very happy to hear this about myself. Um well I've watched some movies. I uh, I watched Let Them All Talk, which I reviewed on our Instagram, the new Steven Soderbergh film with uh with Meryl uh Meryl Streep. Um I watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Eric, did you watch it? Yeah, I saw it. Let's 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 talk real quick about it. What'd you think? Uh
0: I really, really liked it uh yeah I, I thought it was uh really good I, I really liked it i'll probably see it again pretty soon uh but i mean that cast was fucking amazing i loved all those guys like i love how the i mean clearly it's august Wilson play mm-hmm. but like it, like did it, it smooth the transition from play to, to screen was was perfect for me right up there with like Glenn yeah. Gary and some of the more better adaptations. i loved those fucking performances yeah. were unbelievable Chadwick boseman deserves every award dumped on his front lawn right now
3: uh, yeah, Chadwick Big Bozeman, I think we can probably count on a posthumous uh, best supporting actor is my prediction. That's what it's looking like. Yeah, that's 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 my guess. Uh, Viola Davis, probably uh, best supporting or best actress. Uh, nom. Does she regret um,
1: doing this movie?
3: Uh, we don't know yet. We'll give, give it 10 years. We'll okay, check back. You. Um, I am a huge, I have a big old man oh. crush on uh Domingo on Coleman Domingo, and I'm really happy to see him in it too. He's got to play Cutler, um, the 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 trombone player. Um, and so I was really happy to have him in it too. He, he was he was like, I watched like this, is like seasons upon seasons of Fear the Walking Dead, even though it was
2: terrible. I
3: just knew the show was terrible oh. the whole time, but he was so good on it, that I just kept watching it. For him, he's a really good actor, so I was happy to see him doing some doing some more. Um, so that's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, Last Christmas from last year, the Emma Thompson co-written Paul Feige, 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 whatever, Um, uh, directed movie with, uh, what's her name? Amelia Clark. Clark. Um, Yeah, I I hope you, I mean, like, go in loving George Michael, or you're going to have, like, I mean, like, go in loving George Michael. I mean, there's a lot of George Michael. It's based on the song, Last Christmas. And you might ask yourself, how do you base a movie on the, not a narrative song, but they did. Yeah. Um, I watched another Christmas movie, Christmas horror movie called the Children. Uh, it's basically the same plot as a, as a movie that came out a couple years ago called Cooties, but this came out in uh, 2008, uh, which is you're dealing with a like a, some sort of sudden thing where the children are trying to kill their family. And it's like these two families are together on Christmas Eve, and um, you end up with like, you know, the whole question is, how, how do you kill the own, how do you protect yourself from, the only person you're, you know, most likely to try and protect, you know, <laughs> you're not gonna. It's like, how do you kill your own children to, to save yourself? It's, it's a pretty intense movie. It was pretty good. uh I watched Primal, Eric. um I believe you reviewed that. <laughs> Laughably yeah, bad I mean, within minutes. I mean, just like within so bad within minutes, I'm laughing at how bad but it
0: is. There's, um, there's no way you can turn it off though. I mean. <laughs>
3: Uh, I watched Alpha today from 2018 with uh, with Bodie Kit McPhee or Fee Kit McBodie or Cody Thick McMitt. Um, oh, no, it, I compare it to uh, Apocalypto. I mean, it's a it's um, you know it takes place twenty thousand years ago. There's no English language in the movie. It's almost I was in the mood for something really like visual, like a spectacle that didn't have like a dumb action like take. So it really hit everything I was looking for. And I, you know, by the end of the movie, I was like on the floor with both my dogs, like, you know, emotional. So So that um, was the
0: Hughes brothers. uh, Finally, when they came back to this direct, wasn't it? it? Yeah.
3: Yeah, it was. It's, it's very much worth seeing. I mean, I, I thought it looked cheesy. I thought I, I, and I really just kind of picked it on a whim today. I, 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 you know, I didn't think it would be one I would even give the time of day to, but I was, I ended up being pretty happy. I watched it, but my big recommendation, the big reveal for me this week, um I went back and looked and looked and looked, you know, before this um, podcast started, all I ever watched, especially in theaters, all I watched was movies I've seen a million times before. And in particular, the Marvel movies, the MCU, I have not watched since we started this podcast. I watched Black Panther after Chadwick Boseman died. And that's the only Marvel movie that I watched all year, which is amazing to me. Like, it's just really weird to me. So I'm like, I'm like, I got to get back into it um I, and i and I, I almost surprised myself with which Mar- marvel marvel movie i decided to plunge back into uh and i oh, watched 20, 2019's captain marvel and that oh. movie is just so oh. fucking oh. good i don't care what oh. anybody says every time i watch that movie i get more from it I think that the directors were robbed and I mean I think that I think that whoever does it next what's her name she's going to do a good job. I, I think they did a fantastic job with that movie. I mean I'm just every time I watch that movie I I I, I I'm moved in
1: new ways and I think it's, it's a really a surprise, good film. though. To me. Uh, I mean not you, to you. You
3: you and I have discussed it
1: before. I mean You praised because, it on the show when I pulled it up, when I watched it about a month ago. So I Oh uh, well it was a bit of a surprise to you me. you go back to it what I mean. Yeah.
3: yeah, I mean it, like it's quick like cuz usually like I mean I, like there's a few ones that I watch over and over again. You know, I I've watched Guards of the Galaxy and 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 uh, Winter Soldier over and over and over. You know, there's a few Not of them. The there. first Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> That's my least favorite. That would have surprised bunch. me if you said that. That's my least favorite of the bunch. But um, yeah, Captain Marvel has quickly become, I think, one of my top tier favorite Marvel movies. And I'm just, I just, I mean, like, I'm just like laughing and crying, and like, I, you know, I put it in like, I, I put it in like thinking that like, um, you know, I'd watch like half of it and maybe finish it the next day or something. But like, no, I stayed up late and watched the whole thing.
1: So good. Wow. Well, I'm not surprised, but I'm happy for you. It's a great film. Really enjoyed it. And I'm really feeling bad for Bowden and Fleck. They got fucked. It's not cool. I love Mississippi Grind. Anybody knows me knows that. So I'm a Bowden and Fleck dude. Half Nelson, so on. I don't, whatever. Okay. I'm pissed. Eric Brandstrom, you've been on the hot seat, sitting on that ass, ripping farts, (laughs) eating food, watching films. What do you got for us? Um,
0: Yeah, I got a few recommendations. Remember the other day, I was like, oh, guys, 1992, I can't believe I missed this film. Uh, I started watching it. The first half hour is fucking incredible. And then from there, it gets not very good. And then it gets bad. And then finally, it's intolerable. And I had to turn it off. So um, The Crying Game. I'd never seen this Neil Jordan picture from 1992 starring Stephen Ray.
3: Kill your own kind.
1: There it is. It is. Uh, so yeah, beautiful. have you guys seen
0: this movie before?
1: I have actually never saw it, but I remember the buzz about it when we were teenagers. It was a huge deal. Yeah, uh, have, the buzz. Like, I've not yeah. seen
3: it. I've not seen it since then, but I, I thought it was a pretty powerful movie. That first
0: half hour with like Forrest Whitaker and there's this hostage situation is fucking awesome. And then like as soon as like the the you know what is revealed, it just becomes like really boring
3: melodrama. But yeah, I was a little let down. I think you may have uh, missed the point of the movie. I mean, to me, the whole the movie is not about a kidnapping situation. It's about how love can transcend anything and everything. Yeah, oh. I,
0: w- I was hoping that they would take what you just said and make it good cinematically, but they didn't. That part was really boring, the way they yeah. told that. I'll talk to um, them. Okay, we'll, we'll consult Neil and Stephen Ray. Um, <laughs> <you on> <laughs> uh, I took a chance on uh, this movie, Wade in the Water, it's like tiny independent like 10 person crew uh it the, like the main character is like this like 400 pound like bearded like loser who like wears sandals everywhere pounds like regular coke straight out of the 2 liter bottle anyway he gets accidentally mailed a disk that contains let's just say unsavory and illegal images and he doesn't know what to do with it. He distrusts authority, so he decides to take matter into his own hands and like find the intended recipient and take out like some retribution. It's kind of like taxi driver if it started like if it starred like the gross guy that you, like, you see at seven eleven. Pretty solid effort. Wade in the waters on Amazon Prime. Last night I saw uh, Robin Williams' final film Boulevard.
3: You seen this? I have. It's
0: fucking good. Powerful. Quiet, tender character study. It's about, well, it's about this gay man who had been in a closet his whole life, and he, he, things begin to unravel when he decides to pick up a street hustler, Bob Odenkirk. Nice, thoughtful little drama that I really enjoyed.
3: Um, Hang on, Bob Odenkirk is not the street hustler.
0: No, no, no. Robin Williams is. <laughs> <street No>. <laughs> Wait, Bob O'Kerre's like the friend who's yeah, like hey, He's, the, all right, he's the, the friend.
3: French. I can't remember who I can't remember who played. Kathy oh, Baker's in this too. I got some. Kathy Baker. Yeah.
0: Like the wife. Who plays the young man? I, can't, I don't I can't. know, but he kind of reminded me of a, a young Sam Rockwell. I thought he did a good job. Roberto um, Boyer, Giles yeah, Matthew. Good Good actor. Uh my main recommendation of the week, probably the past few weeks, is uh 2015, the end of the tour. With Jesse Yay! Eisenberg and
3: Jason Segel,
2: it's so story.
3: fucking good. Of course it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm there for anything with Jason Segel. Just let me just put I'm that there up. I'm there for anything
1: but, with Jesse Eisenberg. Oh yeah, I'm there for
3: him too. I mean, honestly, <laughs> but you put the two <laughs> of them together, and like you, yeah. you're in, you're in business. And
1: it's about David Foster Wallace. It's fucking fantastic. Hey, I've watched this movie, I've this movie many, 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 many times. <laughs>
3: I'm exactly.
0: telling you right now, I loved it. That was the best performance of 2015. I'm like, well, who the hell was even he nominated? Like Matt Damon for The Martian, and like fucking like <laughs> um, yeah. Trumbo, and, and uh,
1: this it's is Trumbo. such a
0: fucking good performance. Um, and like when it comes to biopics, Mike, this is like the kind <laughs> of biopic you you probably the kind g- gentle Sunday afternoon biopic glimpse in the life of. Yeah. I fucking loved it so much. I don't know that much about David Foster Wallace. He's been accused of being this like inaccessible writer. But they really paint him as just more than the that insecure, but like you know, dude that he was. But um, and I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I've read right Infinite Jets because I haven't, but fucking awesome movie top right re- top recommendation.
1: Yeah, I, I have no interest in yeah, I agree, Travis. I don't have a desire to read that mammoth <laughs> like fucking you. nightmare. No thanks. But I give him credit for doing it. I mean, I couldn't Big do pass it. Out so. him,
0: John. Well, they make an excellent point. I mean, I love it. Um he says no one writes this 1,000-page novel and doesn't expect to be, like, noticed or uh, critiqued or, um, you know, called to the carpet. So you can act like this regular man all you want to. I just love the interplay between the two. The script was both fucking sides, fantastic. Yeah.
1: Both of them have great commentary on both of their lives, and I think that's what's so interesting about it is it doesn't drag uh, even what it could drag in parts. I find myself being more curious every time I watch it. I agree. Great call. I'm glad you brought it up because I actually... You know, I really think about throwing it out. It's been five years, but it would have been one of our more recent choices. Anyways, not going to happen right now. I apologize. It, Michael, how about you? What are you watching, oh, bud? Okay. Well, <laughs> bud. Uh, well, sorry, bud. Okay, so let's see here. I did finish. Uh, bud. No, bud. Uh, I did finish Hannah and Her Sisters, which I had started around Thanksgiving, but I didn't finish it. So I finished it. Never seen it. And, uh, you know classic good stuff michael Kane, fantastic diane we used to,
0: it's my favorite woody allen film i don't, I don't know what your oh. list looks like but that's my absolute favorite
3: Easily. Up the top. Yeah, i also a, love one list mm-hmm. one list movie or one movie list right
1: i do love <laughs> midnight in paris a ton too so i love manhattan, manhattan. I gotta <laughs> see manhattan. that's on the list i still gotta see manhattan so this is part of my woody allen going back in time and seeing so i have seen some but not all of his films i also i did see that one in uh 2015 or 16 with the uh, Eisenberg, our buddy Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart, I think it was. So, uh, oh, that the-
3: was that. Oh wait, no. Um
1: I it was forgot. About, like it was set in the 30s, and like yeah, it was it was okay. I saw it in the theater yeah, yeah. anyway. Dixieland
0: yeah, you know. was the soundtrack. What do you know? It was Cafe Society. Was were, there, were there placards hey, between well, scenes? Uh, Woody Allen movie with Cole Porter in it? Wow! <laughs> 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 Did it take place in New York or am I way off base here? <laughs> Actually.
1: <laughs> yeah that's good
0: was the main yeah. character
1: neurotic or am i thinking of something else was there sex involved was someone cheating on someone all right uh was there yeah keep... was there an age gap romance <laughs> maybe he's not so great after all anyways i'm sure we'll ha- we should probably do a woody allen movie at some point we will so. absolutely okay so then, I did something I'd never done before, and I really got—I got to finally do it. I did the Before Sunrise trilogy, all wow. three films. I blew them all out in a row, and these are great. I don't know if the third one's that great, but they're all pretty good. They—they're great, good, good, and good. So I liked all three. I say that clearly, and I would On one hand,
3: on one hand, I kind of envy that you could sit down and watch them. On the other hand, I'm really glad that I watched them all as they came out and was able to like live with these characters throughout. 20 years of my life or whatever it's, it's, what a yeah. concept
1: yeah i i would say the opposite to that yeah i wish i could have you know experienced them in the times they were made but i loved it and especially the first one because the dialogue is just so it's such a true kind of relationship if you rom-coms like this is what a this is what it's yeah. really like or at least a lot more realistic to me and i think that's, that's why probably the, why people love it
3: that's why the third one is actually my favorite um is in terms of realism
1: yeah, I don't hate the third one at all. I like it. It's good. It's really good. I, I still guess, I'm kind of guess, I'm still comprehending. It. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I like yeah. all three. I recommend you watch all three if you've never seen them or if you watched one or if some reason you saw the second one and didn't see the first. Uh, if perhaps you watched
3: um, First Reformed and thought, what other good movies has Ethan <laughs> Hawke
1: We Could end the year without getting a first reform in, right? Uh, I started watching a movie I'd never seen, a Jack Nicholson movie, which is rare to find one I haven't seen. And I actually stopped it. 'Cause I just wasn't in west the heartburn. Is it going west? No, it's close, very close, very close. Uh ironweed. W- Iron oh, With I fucking w- love ironweed. Yeah, well, I gotta finish. You're in it. trouble. Yeah. I, I it, it was like twenty-five half hour, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just not in the mood for this, and that's oh, yeah, doesn't happen very often. I've powered through everything, but you know, I like the concept, like Jack Nicholson, nineteen thirties, put the depression era and they're like struggling and weird shit happens. So did you Frank like Frank whaley? He has the scab. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Whaley, you can't go wrong, right? Uh okay. So love I love me uh, Whaley. I, who we all love Whaley on the show, don't we? I watched Ernest Goes to Camp. I hadn't seen Ernest Goes to Camp yes. in 30 years. And it Camp was so Kikake. great. God, I love it. It's so great. It made me feel good. I love her. I love Jim Barney. i, I think he uh, what happened to characters like this where like guys were just do we still have characters like this? Yeah.
3: yeah um uh, Medea probably is unfortunately. Great point.
1: That's, great that's exactly point. what I thought of, Travis. So that must yeah. be it then. And then like Larry the Cable Guy, maybe it was something like yeah. that. Even I didn't know, so right. Uh, anyways, Jim Barney. Rest power, buddy. Uh all right. Then I watched State in Maine. I did another Mamet film. Uh oh. I had seen it once. It'd been a while. So it was good to watch <laughs> that again. Uh, I watched the rules don't apply. The Warren Beatty attempt to finally oh do the Howard Hughes film in oh, 2016. I wow, how with uh, <laughs> a loaded cast. Uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. I'm Howard Hughes interested, so I'll admit that freely. It makes me a little biased. Yeah, but what wa- the Aviator is vastly superior. Oh, My God, we got to do it someday. There's no debate for me there. But how was old Warren? He wasn't bad. I mean, he wasn't like decrepit and clueless. And I mean, oh, Chad is it Chad Gibbons that loathes Warren Beatty? Was that who was? It, way it's our, it is our good friend All, Chad. Yeah. Gibbons. All yes. three hey, of Chad. us are kind of admitted to saying the dude is pretty dry.
0: He's not great. No, I love,
3: but I really like Warren Beatty. I I, I do. Yeah, that's you're the the mostest.
4: Okay, okay.
1: If, if
3: were he not Hollywood royalty, did were, did he not come for the family that he comes from? That this guy would
1: be selling cars. There, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a, that, that is an interesting kind of uh deep dive. Uh, any rate, he does a pretty good job playing the Hughes thing, and it, there's a different take on it than what Leo did, so it, he's all right. But you know, Alden, uh, what's his face, Eric Alden Einrich? What's his name? Alden Andrew, Iron Ryan, the guy who played solo, uh, he's one of the main characters. And, I like that Lily Collins, too. Yeah, Lily yeah, she, Collins, she's,
3: is a, she's a good up and comer,
1: she does a great Phil. job in this. And, Candice Bergen, Carter. Matthew Broderick. I mean, there's all kinds of people in this movie. It's a deep, deep cast. Not bad. Check it out. Not the greatest film, but you know, if you're into Howard Hughes, you'll probably enjoy it. Uh, I watched. I know Travis said this movie's awful, but I finally had to watch it because I love Gary Shandling. So, what planet are you from? <laughs> what the fuck? I had to watch I, it. I've, hey, I wanted why? to love
3: this movie. You know, I I even watched it like two or three times, trying to make sure it's bad. And <sighs> I still feel like it's bad
1: because yeah. it's are like, I mean, so it. just not
3: funny, or. I mean, I, it just, I mean, yeah, it was just funny. Just, I mean, it's just not funny. It's a bad premise. I mean, it just wasn't, it just didn't work. It's got good no. people in it, but it just doesn't didn't work for me.
1: Did you enjoy it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> not necessarily. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to shame you. you. No, I, I, come on. You know me. I don't have guilty pleasures, but like, eh. It was okay. It wasn't great, though. But it wasn't god-awful. I found myself feeling, oh, you know, this is – I'm kind of caring a little bit. I'm surprised. But I did find <laughs> the opening – the opening is so cringeworthy. and But he's trying to be cringeworthy, uh, too. So it's not like he's clueless in the writing here, I think. Who's the bad guy? I, Isn't
3: Ben Kingsley the bad guy?
0: Ends, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, John Goodman in it? Sometimes
4: yeah. he really, really scoops.
1: He does. You're right. Kingsley definitely slept walk through this one. I I wouldn't argue that at all. But what planet are you from? Year two thousand. Mike Nichols said working with Shanley was god awful. It was a terrible experience. They both, they both uh, didn't like each other apparently. So
3: it, it shows in the movie. It comes across.
1: <laughs> that is not a lie. I watched Little Children and I love this movie. I love oh, it. God, Fucking it's been a while. I want to strongly recommend Little Children. Two thousand six. Kate Winslet. Patrick yeah. Wilson. Jennifer yeah. Connelly, it's uh, uh what's <sighs> his name? Uh, Noah Emmerich. Noah Emmerich Is it Toby? I always mix up Noah and Toby. Who's the actor?
3: The guy from to- true uh, Show. To- to- Toby is the actor. Toby Emmerich. Um, um,
1: Toby, Toby Emmerich. Didn't what's his and name? Uh, get-
3: Get Jackie Earl Haley. I, was say, I always want to say Haley Joel Osment, but I, <laughs> Jackie <Earl> Haley.
1: <laughs> I didn't know it was his first movie in 13 years, but I wasn't really paying attention in the 90s to him either. So
3: Put him on the map again, I guess. It's,
1: it's got a <sighs> it's ton good. of narration in, in this. This has a lot of narration. If you don't like narration, you'll hate this movie. But it's like a book. It does It does well. It, it's based on the our buddy Tom Parada. Remember from... Uh, Wasn't he the Crow guy or is that someone else? Am I mixing up another movie? No, you're just thinking of
3: the best narrator
1: ever. No, we did a Tom Tom Parada movie earlier on this show. I can't remember which uh, one he... We'll look it up anyway. Jake Parada? No, no. Tom Tom Parada. I swear it's real. Uh, Okay. I watched She's Out of My League. Hilarious. I love it. Jay Baruchel. Beautiful movie. Uh, What's her name? Eve. April Eve. Alice Eve. She's really funny in this film. It's from 2010. It's got T.J. Miller. Really funny film. She's out of my league. Guys insecure meets a super hot woman. See what <laughs> happens. Great oh. couple friends. Travis, Jake. have you seen this, Travis? No. I think you would really like this movie. I think this is this is a good friendship thing going on here. Great crew of guys, and I, I dig friendship. it a lot. Uh, I know you do. I know you're into that. Uh, I watched Notes on a Scandal, which is a uh, great Kate Blanchett, great Kate Blanchett film. And uh, I don't know if I ever watched that, like, yeah, hey, it's got a team named judy dench it's a notes on a scandal it's about a it, teacher it's about, who okay. gets into hot water in england Kate blanchett is a struggling woman with a special needs son who needs freedom yeah. and take it from there judy dench fucking badass in this movie for the record so and then finally i watched a movie called the upside of anger anybody ever seen that? ah uh, yeah
0: i passed on that one how was it i feel like i may have uh,
1: watched what is it's it a mike Mike binder film, uh, Detroit base, very Michigan Detroit, heavily focused. Kevin Costner, Joan Allen, uh, Carrie Russell. Oh, um, yeah, I saw this movie, I think. Yeah, I think you did. And, uh, it's got got none other than baby Arthur
4: in multiple
1: scenes. Kevin Costner is a, guess what? Kevin Costner is a retired baseball player. Believe it or not, oh, yeah, what a fresh premise. And <laughs> he's a retired retired Detroit Tiger living in like Bloomfield Hills or some shit, basically. And he works, he does a baseball show at WRIF. WRIF is in this movie a lot. They're like in the studio. Mike Binder and him are like producer and he's the host. It's really weird. It's like Arthur Penn hollows in like but, 10 scenes. Does he wear like the Hawaiian shirt and go? Uh, no, he never does the baby because it probably would have cost him too much money. He probably right. copyrighted some weird shit, but uh, he does have a ponytail and he's in like five to seven scenes. He only says one thing. One Detroit W.R.F. <laughs> so.
0: Dude, Kevin Costner baseball movie. I'm there. Remember for love of the game. I'm a huge fan. You don't
3: hear yeah. too much about it lately.
1: Another. Ba- How many baseball characters has he actually played? I think we should do a list. And At that should three. be like.
3: Right, Bull Durham, F- Field of Dreams. Yep.
1: Whatever you just said. Is that I it? Upside <laughs> of Anger. Enough. That's at least four. Outside of anger. Yeah. That's four. Yeah. Probably more. He that's Tim Cuppy was another athlete, I think. So athlete Anyways, close yeah. enough. There's a ball involved. Draft yeah! Day. <laughs> Draft Day's football. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Postman. So yeah. Uh upside of anger. If you ever find it online, check it out. I'd like to see what other people think, especially if you're a Michigan native. I think it's there's a lot of tie. There's a there's a Mr. Uh, was it Mr. Stadium Coin Laundry T-shirt that Coster wears for like seven minutes from Ann Arbor. I'm like, oh, I know that place, and it's like so blatant. It's like he's so blatantly trying to be Michigan in this film. It's kind of weird, or over the top, but pandering. Anyways, don't like that. A lot of Mr. ganders <laughs> Mr. Pandering,
3: There's a Mr. Pandering.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pandering, that's a good one. Okay, Mr. Pandering, it is, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. We are the Cinema 9 Podcast, and we appreciate you listening. Those are our quarantine viewing picks. Uh, are we doing a show next week? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're doing a show next week. I'll be Your choosing pick. a film. And then the week after that, our dear friend Brian Madison will make his CinemaPod debut on January 7th with his yet-to-be-disclosed title, which we will be looking forward to, to start 2021 with a bang. And, of course, you can email the show about our picks, any questions, thoughts, concerns about films, uh, memes you like, CinemaNinePod, and we would love a five-star rating on apple Podcasts. if you could give us a christmas gift a five-star rating on apple pods would be very very welcome thank you so much for listening this year i want everyone to say happy holidays to themselves everybody on the show should pat themselves on the back i'm really proud of everybody this is a good show and uh, i'm proud to do it with all of you guys i really am so let's cut the shit let's get into it does it hold up it's time get your microphones ready cocked and loaded scrooge 1988 A film with Bill Murray, directed by the legendary Richard Donner. So many people in this film. I don't mind you hitting me, Frank, but take it easy on the Bacardi.
2: Oh. Ah. To old times, my friend. Oh, my God, it's... Lou Hayward, your old boss, and your best friend. But you're... dead. Seven years. Has it been that long? Jeez, I I mean, to look at you, I wouldn't have guessed more than three tops. Oh, Frank. Frank, you are in trouble. Big trouble. All right. Let's just say, for argument's sake... That you're right that i am in big trouble what exactly would that mean look at me look at your future now if you don't change your ways you're gonna wind up doomed just as i am (laughs) one minute i'm on the 14th hole at wingfoot lining up a putt a heart attack later i'm a worm feast no 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 you're not a worm feast you're an hallucination Brought on by alcohol, Russian vodka, poisoned by Chernobyl. I've been under a lot of pressure lately. I've been putting on a big silence! Sh- I had it all. I was a captain of industry. <sighs> feared by men, adored by women. Adored? Let's be honest, Lou. You paid for the women. I'm warning you, Frank. Don't waste your life as I did mine. Waste? How can you say that? You're a legend in this business. You're the man who invented the And kind should have been my business. Charity, mercy, kindness. That should have been my business. Don't wait. Get yourself involved. Now it's too late for me, but it's not for you. You can be saved.
1: This is a film that we already know is likely to hold up based on majority. But let's dive into it, Travis Roy. Take us back. Oh, man. First this time is time viewing of Scrooged.
3: Easily one of my, probably my favorite um cinema memory one of my favorite cinema cinema memories i saw it when it came out in november or december of 1988 and uh if you know my brother if you ever hear heard my brother judd laugh when he gets going it doesn't take much it's just just asthma attack it's just coughing just a coughing fit which i guess i'll have him one (laughs) now and uh this is the first i remember like just like like being embarrassed of him and myself and our behavior and because we were just like literally rolling in the aisles and rolling like on the floor you know we're little kids but we're cackling with laughter through the whole movie just loved it laughing 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 here i am uh you know 32 years later still laughing at it
1: that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> I to to this movie. i'm still trying to picture you guys rolling and laughing i really want to <laughs> it literally happened <laughs> i'm surprised we didn't get kicked out <laughs> i ah, don't about you eric uh
0: we don't know if i'm laughing because travis tells this sweet story about laughing and rolling in the aisles the first time he saw scrooge and i'm here to tell you that the first time i saw this throughout the entire movie i very vividly remember just being scared to death the entire time i i, <laughs> I thought this was a horror movie for like the first like until I was like 13 years old like when the guy when like the 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 maitre d catches on fire I remember being having like nightmares about fire for many years uh falling off a building I was scared like there's so many instances in this movie that just scared me and I
3: think that's probably why I stayed away for several years there's something wrong with me But I mean, like I was watching it last night and like, you know, it just starts with just like warfare, just like guns a blazing. And yeah. I'm, and I'm like, that's it looks like the beginning of Red Dawn. You know, I, I saw Red Dawn when I was a kid. I saw the thing when I was a kid. You know, I saw all this shit when I was a kid. I was unfazed. Was shooting up. And he's like. Highway.
1: International terrorism.
2: Whoopsie. Yeah, uh, I don't.
1: I didn't see this in the theater. We saw it on VHS, probably when I moved to Heartland, actually. Because uh, believe it or not, although we didn't always get along, and he is dead now, uh, DiBiase was a huge <laughs> fan of it. Loved Scrooge. Rest in peace. Yes, he was a big Bill Murray fan, and he was a tremendous fan of Scrooge. So ev- he started the tradition for me. I can't hide my roots. It started 1991 when I moved to Heartland, and we watched Scrooge every year. Scrooge's in Christmas Vacation double feature, and. I I was kind of like Eric, even though I had seen RoboCop and shit like that already. Like you, Travis, uh, I was scared of this movie when I was <laughs> reviewing it. The eyeball in the yep, eyeball yep.
4: And Yeah, a lot
1: of scary shit. The the violence with Carol Kane. It's like, well, is yeah. This like, like the frozen hermit frozen in the underground it's I'm yeah like, oh, yeah this, this
3: is like the, the creature the little kids screaming in the rib cage yeah. uh, that that, yes. that part did get to me as a kid but you know I, like you were like you were talking eric about how you'd seen sneakers and more than the two of us combined etc and, and like i was thinking about this yesterday i'm like you know a lot of people watched um back to the future for instance like i know you watched back to the future over and over and over again this this to me scrooge is simply not a christmas movie it doesn't feel like a christmas movie i watched it any time of the year over and over and over again for most of my life. It's just the last couple few years I've started reserving it for just the holidays. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of why I am
0: both nervous and excited to come at this like I am, which is going to be with a critical eye because I don't have the nostalgia for it. I don't have that personal connection with it. And also, just for the record, in case you don't know, Mike, he's not related to WWF superstar Ted the Million Dollar Man, DBS. He's just a nickname. <laughs> oh, right. <that. laughs> right
1: they had similar beards yes and uh that was it yeah. that was it oh beard hey
0: is that a million dollar man <laughs> Good for me. Oh, did have
1: similar, the hair was similar too. the hair was similar too. Right. it was like this little mullet thing especially in the early 90s anywho this is a film from 1988 and it's been judged and watched by millions of people i already i was already familiar with the score so i have to sit this one out but did you yeah i saw i saw it too Eric, you want are you saw seven, it too?
0: Seven something, I glanced at
1: it. Okay, it's fine. It's a, right on the nose seven oh, okay. that's what it is. And that's been judged by a fair amount of people, but not as much as you'd think. Not even a hundred thousand. It's only eighty five thousand ratings, which surprises me. Maybe it's because of the older movie. I don't know, or like it, it's from a different generation. I, I can't well, it,
3: it, it kind of is. That was one of my major takeaways from this viewing is that this movie, as much as our generation might have grown up loving it, it was not a movie intended for us. This was a movie for our parents. This is a movie I mean, like, I like the irony of like people like now remembering Buddy Hackett for this role when like it's supposed <laughs> to be like a big deal that he you got Buddy Hackett in this movie, and instead it's what he's remembered for because who the fuck watches anything or any knows anything else about Buddy Hackett, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and, and the movie is just stuffed full. Like Pat McCormick, no one knows who the fuck Pat McCormick is now. It's just, but it's stuffed full with all these huge television stars and like the, all these references. Robert these, Goulet. Right, and or, like, and or if there's not people, it's like a Leroy Neiman reference, like like nobody Courtship knows. Lordship of Eddie, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> like all these re- It's just chock full of references that, like, even today, I'm like, I don't, I don't get a lot of these. So that, so if you didn't grow up with it, chances are this is not something that's really gonna speak to you that much. I mean, yeah those Those that are coming behind us, I think
0: the Richard Burton reference was the biggest for me. I was always yeah. like, Watch about, that is he I
3: about Yeah exactly when I, when I got to the Dick and Liz jokes is when I made that note in my in my notes, I'm like, yeah, Dick and Liz jokes. <laughs> even in eighty eight that seems a little a little old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Mary Lou Retton uh, <laughs> Lee Majors Yeah, these are dated things, no doubt about it yeah. uh, Alright, on Rotten Tomatoes We always give it to you, we give you the IMDB score And we swear by it Then we swear by the I Rotten swear, it. therefore I uh, swear oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Hi, Dick Herman oh, I'm Billy Ava, Ava. Oh,
2: me. Cocktail hour Drink oh. for Mr. Richard Burton <laughs> Drink up Here, Dave. Drink just for me for you, Dave. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that dick sure knows how to live. <laughs> Why do you keep calling me Dick? I'm sorry, Mr. Burton. Maybe we don't know you well enough to call you Dick. No. But after Exodus II and Night of the Iguana, we thought we had something special. So could you please just do a couple of lines from Hamlet, please? Or the sandpiper. <laughs> Leave me alone. Do badger for me, please, Dick. So you stay with us. Please, Please, do a for Eva. Yeah. I didn't know why you're coming at me for me. All those who over the whole in here. You know, the really by four night fall of I swear, by the day, I foreswear. It's not far Now beat it before I beat you. Eagles.
1: I don't. I didn't know who Dick Burton was when I was a kid, but I used to do that. Um, 71. Dead heat. This could be the first film where we have a tie on Rotten Tomatoes. 71 apiece critics and audience a tie who knew Uh, Roger Ebert says it was obviously intended as a comedy but there's a little comic there's little comic about it and indeed the movies overriding emotions seem to be pain and anger I was scared (laughs) that's that's how he's saying it I I was afraid and I didn't feel comfortable (laughs) laughing at most of his film Uh, he might be some truth to that uh, breakdown we'll talk more about that absolutely true uh, let's look. Those are positive It's Like Scrooge is supposed
3: to be a mean guy or something.
1: Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> make sense, does it? Not seeing Dustin Thompson. Uh, there's a limited amount oh, of uh, reviews God. on this film, anyways. Unfortunately, at least when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes. But let's go with William Thomas of Empire Magazine. You may have heard of it. Murray doing what he does best. If you like that sort of thing, period. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we got. The Variety said my an appallingly. Friend funny comedy and a vivid illustration of the fact that money can't buy you laughs. Oh, Wow. That is
3: intense. There's a, That's a pretty harsh. Uh,
1: there's a lot of them that this is not like, uh, like we said, a 71% critics view, but there's a lot of splats on here in terms of the reviews worded out. And I just don't agree with any of that shit, but maybe it's a sense of humor thing. Maybe it was a period of time. Uh, Bill Murray. got well-reviewed. It was not yeah. well-reviewed. Well, Bill Murray's, some of these reviews came around 2000, and Bill Murray's 90s run is pretty bogus, right? Can we all agree with that? Like,
0: Man I Knew Too Little, um, Larger Than Life, there was some stinkers.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, so I think where he was at this time, and the fact that he got a lot of run for loss of translation in 2002, like, whoa, look at Bill Murray. What an amazing actor, but fuck that. He was an amazing actor in this film in 1988. This is... A really good acting performance by Bill Murray in terms of running a massive spectrum of all types of emotions. It's a story about a guy who struggles and he thinks he's the king of the world and he's insecure and then he comes to terms. I understand that, but he expresses it so honestly and genuinely at the end of the movie. I always get very emotionally because he gets me to be that way. Because,
3: because like, if you, like when you're viewing someone, like you know, empathy just kicks in. If you're watching someone who's clearly feeling emotions, then you'll feel them too. And like his, his that's that's very raw and real. His his throat gets hoarse. He stammers. He stutters. He's falling all over himself. He's he's not on like uh, on 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 cue. Like he's walking around all over the place. The camera's having trouble following him. Like it's it's he's like a raving mess. And like when it was when it was over, like like uh, Mike Michael O'Donoghue like made fun of him. Um, for it, because he was like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> um, but like, because because it, it was like, it was off the top of his head. By the way, it was the last thing they shot in the film, uh, which makes sense. Huh. And it was all and it was very much you know spontaneous and genuine, and it comes across. And it, that's I think that's why it evokes that emotional response in us is because he was feeling it sincerely.
1: Yeah, how do you feel about that, Eric? We're t- we're talking about the ending scene. You know, if you've had, obviously, I hope you watch this movie before you watch or listen to our podcast when he just jumps on the screen and interrupts the whole production of the the biggest production of the year, the Christmas story, Eric, did it get to you?
0: I used to have this boss who was a giant fucking dickhead asshole. Uh, Reminded me a lot of Frank cross for the like 90% of the movie. Um, And like on the rare occasions when he was nice and acted differently, I was just like creeped out and like, like just weirded out by him. That's kind of how I felt at the end of this, when the turn comes it just comes off like some sort of weird, nervous breakdown to me. I think everyone on the set would be like, um, what the fuck is Frank doing? Like, get him out of here. We've worked for months on this. It comes <laughs> off as cheap and artificial for me. I've always disliked the end of the movie. I'm sorry.
1: You t- you take it so literally like that. I, <laughs> I think Gary Crafton agrees with you. He says, I'm going to have to watch it again. The only thing I remember is Carol Kane with the toaster. <laughs> funny. Funny. True. But I couldn't disagree with you more. I think me and Travis yeah. probably agree on the ending, of, and we're not going to change your mind, so that's fine. But we wanted to—you wanted to focus on Bill Murray because Bill Murray's legend and myth has gone through the roof now, right? Twenty twenty, Bill Murray is like a walking god in a sense to a lot of people because of stories. About him. I we're think a lot of people,
0: people nowadays are afraid to criticize him. In this, I think he works his best in his quiet scenes. My favorite stuff in this movie is. The quiet stuff with him and Karen <laughs> Allen. The stuff we, where he's just kind of being loud and obnoxious comes off as just.
3: Well, you know his complaint obnoxious. about the his complaint about the movie for years since has because he's not a big fan of it. Mm, uh, his no, for years since his complaint about the movie was Donner's uh, direction to him was just louder, louder, be louder, get louder. And he was like, I'm screaming, I'm yeah. screaming these lines.
0: I read that. I like my I like my Bill Murray, like quiet and like with a little twinkle in his eye. Instead, this guy's just kind of like a loud, obnoxious jackass. Like, I don't know. I don't know.
1: No, I like that about him though. This is this guy's an elite psycho asshole, and he's lost all touch with reality. He wants to rule the world. Like you know, Claire says, Are you still trying to run it? You know, she's still trying to save the world, he's still trying to run it, and that's that's what he does. He's become so engrossed in himself, but he is incredibly insecure. So he's acting out in this way. And I don't have it. I never had any problem with it. I, I love the Bozo Murray in the beginning of this and through the really three quarters of this film until he finally is like in the coffin screaming. Ah! You
4: know, I don't, I don't <laughs> That's fucking terrifying fuck for an eight year old. Yeah.
1: That was well, really my. Scary. I just realized that that was actually one of the most scariest parts. From being for so that's actually like watching it
3: this time is when I kind of, um, I, I do kind of struggle with this part of the movie a little bit. Um, I'm going to push back against what you're saying, Eric, and also agree with you a little bit. Um, in, in that, in the original, and this, this movie is all over the place, and they're able to shove in all these jokes and references and cameos because of the foundation of the great story by, by our boy Charlie Dix. So this guy uh, obviously knew what he was doing with, with with this with this with this original story, and the the part of the whole thing that terrifies Scrooge in the original is that he sees no one mourns him. In yeah, fact, okay. his in fact his servants rob him, and they're glad that he's dead. In this, not only is James mourning him, even Wendy's shedding tears. Um, so, like, really, like it doesn't make a ton of sense for him to have this come to Jesus moment where he's like. Uh, irrevocably changed? Because is he learning that life is brief? Because he's kind of learning that when Bobcat goldthwaite is holding a shotgun to his head anyways. So he doesn't necessarily need to have this like thing. It it, it, the The lesson doesn't really make sense for him to come out changed from that elevator the way that it does. It just doesn't. But as far as his message goes, I love his message. I really do because his message is so simple and so real. It's not, it's not like uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, his message is just, we can just be a little kinder to each other and we don't have to do it just on Christmas. And that is a, um, you know, and he calls it like a miracle. And if, you know, and if you live that, you know, you can have Christmas every day of your life, according to him. And I think, and I think, but I think he's right. Like it's, it's, it is a time that I love Christmas and it is a time of year where it's easier to be nicer, but uh, you have that, Motivation. You have that excuse and to have a Christmas movie come at you and say, hey, suspend this throughout this feeling throughout all the year. You can do this year round. I think that's great. And I think it's a nice message. And I just love the way that movie ends.
2: That happened because it's Christmas Eve. I'm telling you, I'm not crazy. It's Christmas Eve. It's it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. We 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 smile a little easier. We 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 share a little more for a couple of hours out of the whole year. We are the people that we always hoped we would be. It's a miracle. It's really a sort of a miracle because it happens every Christmas Eve. And if you waste that miracle, you're gonna burn for it. I know what I'm talking about. You have to do something. You have to take a chance. You do have to get involved. There are people that are having having trouble making their miracle happen. There are people that don't have enough to eat. There are people that are cold. You can go out and say hello to these people. You can take an old blanket out of the closet and say, here you can make them a sandwich and say, oh, by the way, here. I get it now. And if you, if you give. Then you, then it can happen. Then the miracle can happen to you. It's not just the poor and the hungry. It's, it's everybody who's got to have this miracle. And it can happen tonight for all of you. If you believe in this spirit thing, you, you, the miracle will happen. and then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these bastards who says Christmas is once a year. and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You've just got to want that feeling. And if you like it and you want it, you'll get greedy for it. You'll want it every day of your life. and it can happen to you. I don't, I believe in it now. I believe it's going to happen to me now. I'm ready for it. Uh, and uh, it's great. It's a good feeling. It's it's really better than I felt in a long time. I I I'm ready. Have a merry Christmas, everybody. You guys Did I forget something, big man? God
1: blesses everyone. I agree with you. That's why the movie gets to me. Is I find myself in this movie a lot so it obviously touches me in a certain way. It's like, yeah, you can be like this all the way around. You can choose to do this all year. You can choose to change your attitude or try to be more open and friendly and caring and supportive and empathetic to other people. And, and I, especially as a life hardened me as an adult, I think it rang true more and more. to me. And that's probably why it touches me more. Last year. I, I watched it with Leanne on Christmas Eve and I, I cried a lot and I was like, Jesus, what the hell is wrong with me? And like, and she's like, like, oh, you're crying. And I'm like, yeah, I do cry. <laughs> but like, this movie touches me in that way. And it did the same when I i watched it at Aaron's because Aaron Worley, are a good friend of the show, I'd lived with him two years before that. And uh, they love watching that movie around Christmas, too. And I remember like standing way back. If you've ever been to Aaron's house, which you have, Travis, uh, exactly. the dining room goes way behind the living room. So you could be way back on the other side of the house and see that massive television and uh, i remember they're watching it in the living room and i'm like hiding way back there like sobbing sobbing
4: <laughs> i just completely up
1: my room and slept for 12 hours in misery so but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's great i completely agree with you and also the fact that bill murray uh, was big in the 80s but there was a the break too right like he did ghostbusters oh, yeah. and apparently it caught him or t- it, it turned him off he
3: took a de- to- deliberate break for like 4 years he he only like did one cameo appearance basically
1: no so, yeah, we don't spend the whole show talking about Bill Murray. There's a lot of the, you know, Carol Kane is great in this. Like Gary mentioned, uh, I, she's, I love Carol Kane. Anytime, I love her in License to Drive, which is a movie that Carol Kane does <laughs> a great job uh, Anytime Carol Kane's on a screen, I, I generally enjoy it. She's fantastic. Karen Allen, to me, is always blah. So I don't really have a lot to say about it, but she's Same, good in this
3: movie. Yeah, it's my, easily my favorite Karen Allen movie i mean mm-hmm. uh you know obviously most folks will probably say indiana jones but and the last crusade or in the, in the raiders of the last ark rather but for me it's this one uh i, I love her in this mo- in this movie um but for me the real star of the show besides uh besides bill is is his friend his real life friend david johansson uh also known as buster point dexter who who plays um <laughs> the ghost of the, the taxi driving ghost of Christmas past. Um, just what a steam, what a scene stealer. Uh, he's so funny in this movie and, and like, he really didn't act much, you know? I mean, this guy, David, like, Johansson. David Johansson, right. Um, th- we, who we can thank for helping to create rock and uh, punk rock. I mean, literally yeah. this guy helps create punk New, York rock, right? dolls.
2: New, York dolls. New York
3: dolls and, um, I'm excited. I guess uh, Martin Scorsese announced that he's working on a documentary about him. So I, I think that could be yeah. real good stuff. I think that he's an underappreciated American uh, uh, hero, you know, <laughs> contributor to American culture. And uh, and he's such a fucking funny weirdo in this movie. Uh, even The only thing he does that really pisses me off every time I watch it, though, is when he snatches the um, – the The bottle away from, from Elliot Loudermilk's uh, hand as he going to drink, he, he steals. Like, Elliot Loudermilk's already <laughs> having the worst day ever. Like, you don't need to make the day worse for him, Goes to Christmas <laughs> Past.
1: <Now> that, that's <laughs> always bothered me about this movie, too, especially when I watched it this time. The, 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 he becomes an alcoholic bum in like 12 hours, like overnight, everything. Uh, he's not just drunk. Uh, I know he gets sprayed with water when he's on the side of the road and everything's not going Elliot Laudermilk's way, but it's, it's not a big deal, but also totally like,
3: good. um, Shooting up your work for laughs doesn't really work anymore. Ugh. Again, yeah. So, uh, I mean, things, things have changed. As you said, right. as you said. things have changed.
1: <laughs> I completely agree with that. But Johansson is a badass in this movie. And oh yeah, <laughs> he's, he's arguing with Frank because he's trying to tell him about the things he did as a child. It's the homecoming home. episode of Little House. Yeah,
2: <laughs> cupid right between the eyes. You are so full of it, Frank. You are so full of it. <laughs> I love
1: it. Yeah, he's. I, I agree <laughs> with you, Travis. He really is like this, kind of like a. He's just this little underground kind of earmark of so many pop culture references. Any, what was more of an ironic thing that anybody ever did than doing hot, hot, hot when he was a punk <laughs> rock? <running? laughs> just yeah, a little I mean, finger.
3: He got he got sued by by Tom Waits for stealing his shtick. He did. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Which that's a little ironic, Tom. But I mean, I love yeah. that.
0: <laughs> he also sued Chester Cheetah for the same thing. So not did Tom's you know? best uh, decade. Yeah, he
3: did. <laughs> By the way,
1: Tom Waits was an
0: ironweed and that was fucking funny. great, in You know a lot of people give Carol Kane, the whole character, a lot of shit for being like just weird and bizarre, but that's one part I've always really liked. And I I mean I completely understand that she's beating the shit out of him because the truth is painful and you know, <laughs> you. it can hurt to look at yourself and see your flaws and anyone that points them out can feel like this enemy. So I've, I've always
3: liked that chunk.
1: She fucked up his lip for real. I guess it's stopped spilling feeling it off. Home. She <laughs> tore
3: that little thing. Yeah. She pulled it. So, but it was, it was there when they agreed to it to like beat the hell out of him. So that's true. Um, yeah. It comes across on camera.
1: This a is the Cinnamon I Podcast. Mind. We're talking about Scrooge in a very real way. That's right. If you love Scrooge, email the show at and you can DM us on any of the social media platforms. Our Facebook page is great, by the way. You can send us a comment on this. You can watch the live stream after the fact. And as we dive into Scrooge further, Richard Donner deserves recognition. I love Richard Donner. I'm a big Richard Donner fan. He does so many he, – he's done – do he's anything. not Buster Poindexter, he's not David Johansson, Travis, but he is a guy who has done so many great films. And I think he deserves more credit as like a, a classic, not this generation, but the previous generation director. He should be mentioned in like a top ten. I really think that's true.
0: Yeah. I mean, aside from his early stuff with the Twilight, he directed my favorite Twilight episodes, including Bill Shatner airplane one. But just start rattling them off right now. The Goonies Superman was a fucking game changer in 1979.
1: The Donner Cut. I love I have the sequel of The Donner Cut, by the way, which they finally released.
3: Um, I'd like to give out some love also to uh, the cinematographer, Michael Chapman. You know, he he did um, he did Taxi Driver. He did Raging Bull. Um, and then he's the guy and he,
1: who died. Uh, we talked yeah. about him in episodes a while back. What episode? We, yeah, we mentioned him. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: So he must have gotten along well with Bill because he, after doing this, the next year he did uh Ghostbusters 2, and then the year after that he did Quick Change. Um, so he had like a th- three year role, uh, role in a row doing do uh, doing why, did um, The Fugitive as well.
0: What's oh, that? god, yeah.
3: Do you know, do we know why Conrad Hall was
0: fired as the original cinematographer? Conrad Hall was fired yeah. from Scrooge? Fire
3: Conrad Hall. That yeah, is he, was, he, was, he was let go. <laughs> yeah. I, could not, I can only assume that he was being hard to work with. Or he has, to be. yeah. Because, I mean, I cannot think of a
1: better cinematographer in history.
3: <laughs> yeah, fired. <laughs> How do you fire Conrad Hall? It's amazing.
1: Yeah. Wow. Oh, by the way, Michael Chapman was the cinematographer on Evolution, one of my favorite comedies, by the way. Yes, he was. Oh, yeah. Michael Chapman, there's a lot of credit. And by the way, Uh, people love carol kane i guess she's in a movie called hunters i've never seen it we'll have to check that one out gary not familiar with hunters but carol kane uh didn't want to be violent but she did it anyways and ended up working out really really well yes richard donner is a legend i think he deserves credit for that i just want people to know that i'm a huge donner fan i think the the lethal weapon series i know people make fun of them but they're awesome they're like the pop culture pornocopia. There's just so much fun going on in those stupid-ass movies. Um, <laughs> can we, straight, uh, yeah. Can we
3: ahead. settle something, though, while, while we're doing this show? Settle it. Is it sea urchins or street urchins? What does he say?
1: <laughs> I always thought... Uh-oh. Clear as day, the man says sea urchins.
3: <laughs> Clear as I, day. Then everyone's like, no, no, he said street urchins.
1: And Glover's like, Oh, okay, you
2: got me, you got me. But
1: I know <laughs> what he meant. Yeah, but I think he said sea urchins. I would have to agree with that. Yeah. I don't think there's really a debate. The audio. Can we, I need to isolate the audio. I'm sure on YouTube somebody can do that for us. Playback. But uh, you know, hey, Scrooge is a great movie, not for Christmas. It's funny as hell. Is is it a comedy? Is it a dramedy too? Do you guys define it in different ways? Because Scrooge has a message to me that is beyond christmas like you i think you were saying travis i just think people they just misidentify certain things like somebody being uh, a yuppie or looking at this from a different perspective of the cynicism of television and that's one of the things about this movie i really dig a lot how how hardcore it goes i think the opening is hilarious but it's also not that far off now it's kind of like amateur hour to me it looks kind of cheesy 30 years later right uh, i mean
3: also quick note uh frank cross younger than the three of us just <laughs> at that record. time yeah okay. no yeah uh, yeah Bill like, was younger younger than us when he recorded this movie the, the prompt this kind of always confused
0: me like the promos in the beginning the night the reindeer died and that's are those like his ideas or is that their actual programming already yet I, that's their I, actual I, programming i the, it's i like how they say you know it's the 80s like the cold war zone we got bush just elected like like It's time to be like, you know, a little bit more uh, acerbic in their culture. Like, I always didn't understand like why anyone would watch like the Scrooge special that they're showing. It seems like they would crave like the dark, sardonic stuff, and then they're like, "Oh, Scrooge!"
3: Like, that's why you got to make them too terrified to miss it. So scared. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about me, the- I also love that it, it, they don't call it like the, the whole. They're sinking like forty million dollars into this, and for one, we're not going to get any armed security, and for two, we're going to call it not a Christmas Carol. We're going to call it just Charles Dickens' immortal classic, Scrooge. So we're we're <laughs> going to get the name wrong because they clearly <laughs> get the name wrong. It's so funny.
1: We have to talk about Alfred Woodard. Oh know? yeah, P- Grace. She is the conscience of this Word. asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. And. <laughs> she has the son who's the tiny Tim, you know, representation, brutal stuff. Uh, Did that ever, was that ever dragging for you guys at all? Like, I don't really care about this as much. Uh, Cause it didn't for me. I thought it was just enough of it. Like you get the scene of them decorating him as the Christmas tree at home and they're all having fun with him, but they still love him, but he's, he gets a little bit taken advantage of because he doesn't talk. Yeah, I
3: think it's a brilliant move to make him Um, to instead of, you know, uh, having trouble with his leg. They make him they make him unable to speak since you're obviously waiting for that that iconic line through the yeah. whole movie. And you know that it's going to be him that says it. you like, I mean, every night, you know, I was eight when I saw it, but whatever. But still, like, it's I, I imagine if you came in for the first time, you would you know, you would know that that's coming. But it still works. Like, it's just like it's just it works.
1: And it's a—he's impacted by urban violence too. Like it's not—it's—it mm-hmm. makes sense what's happening to him and the world he's living in. And even though his mother's a secretary, she probably doesn't make dick because he's right. such an asshole too. Right, he, get, yeah. poverty and trauma. Right, exactly. Those. So there's actually more substance. The more you dig around in this movie, I—I I find it to be more believable and like substantial. And the whole fact that she has to deal with this asshole every day with bath towel, VHS, bath towel. Yeah, you know, I love that whole line. Oh, these are all mostly towels. That's funny. I laugh.
0: But like one of, one of my other issues with Frank Cross is like we laugh every t- at every time he like is mean or or horrible to people. like it, for Scrooge to work, my Scrooge, it, I, you have to just constantly hate him. like I just see him as a clown and I just think it's funny when he he's being mean. I, I don't know the whole movie, if you couldn't tell by now, just doesn't it's
3: too hostile and nasty for me. It just really doesn't work that well for me. Well, yeah. it's very much, I mean, as we've already made clear, it's very, very dated. It's very much of its time. And movies in the 80s, like, I mean, like, think, all right, like, so remember the acid rain sequence. Remember, like, acid rain was a thing that people worried about in the <laughs> 80s. It's not a thing yeah. anyone needed to worry about, but it was a trend. Just like armed gunmen showing up all dressed in black in any given situation and shooting things up was just a trend. Like it was in movies, like every movie, like here's a, here's a squadron showing up at a school at a, at a workplace, at a Santa's workshop, whatever. And like, it, like a lot of this stuff, is just, I mean, it didn't daunt me at the time because, again, like I'm a child of that age. So, like, I mean, you guys are, too. But, like, I, I think that my parents were maybe a little more cavalier about what I was consuming entertainment-wise. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if, if it's is it a little mean and nasty, well, yeah. It's a 1988 picture. You know, it's a Scrooge movie from, from 1988. But hey. um, for, for, hey, right uh, uh, by, by the same token, I – I've watched almost every other iteration of this of this story, and I mean, uh, oh, there's a train coming. Um, (laughs) i I watched watched every iteration of this story, and um, the only ones, in my opinion, that rival it are the George C. Scott one and the Muppets Christmas Carol, and 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 this. These are the best versions, in my opinion. Oh
1: god, I haven't watched the George C. Scott one. I love that.
0: It's so good, and I mean if I can quickly compare the two, not, not that you can really, because this is clearly a black comedy. And when you got the writers from the National Lampoon, you're going to have it be 90% sardonic and, and dark. But, Although they said
3: only 40% of their script showed up in the movie.
0: Yeah, I believe that. Um, way but, worse, yeah. I mean, the George C. Scott version, that's the thing I don't really like about the um, Calvin character here because the change from Scrooge, for me, comes from when he, he sees this little boy die. And knowing that, Dickens wrote it to to point out the significance of uh, child poverty to, to have all this gross, ugly, horrible stuff happen in Scrooge. And yet they don't want to have the kid die, and for Scrooge to see the futility of life and the life of this little boy is just beyond me. That's why the, oh, he doesn't talk. It's like, who
3: cares? But it was a more, it was, what do you mean who cares? Yeah. He, he spent his life and he went to a loony bin. What do you mean? I don't like, see yeah. that happen. Okay.
0: That's why the end is a problem for me too. You're going to send him to a loony bin because he's a mute? Well, that's
3: yeah. that's... Yes. Because he won't talk. This he happens? Look, yes, an dude. an adult. Look, man. I'm, I mean, just... I don't want to get up on too high a too high horse here, but trauma can do things to people that... It's it just, it's just unfathomable, and the way that people can respond to that if they don't understand what's happening, if they don't understand that there's not a like a like that it's not like a chemical thing that can be corrected, they will think that you are insane and treat you like you're insane, and that's a extremely that. realistic and tragic possible end for Calvin, and I think a yeah. more realistic um, get to his given situation as well. Like he's not going to get TB, right? Like
1: <laughs> yeah, he's been given a bogus situation and if he doesn't change if this is a future that is it's one possible future it's not everything too that's another thing but this is certainly one plausible future for this child and he becomes an adult who he won't function he can't function he's traumatized so greatly it, it seems to make sense to me and the fact that claire becomes this super bitch uh. you know rich woman thanks a lot lumpy you know i mean and she's got a tear streaming down her face i it makes sense. This is one plausible future, so I buy into it. He's being shown what can happen, and he's starting to buy in more and more because you have to have all the other experiences that he was just shown prior to that as well. It didn't just happen in a vacuum here at this moment. It all piles on, and that's the story in the end, right? It all adds up and adds up, and finally Scrooge says, "You know what? This I can't, this is awful. I can't. I can't live like this. I, this is ridiculous."
3: The one thing <laughs> all men fear the most: the ghost of Christmas future.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah. That's right, man. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <We're gonna laughs> well, that's get Murray right there when he doesn't even say anything. Uh, <laughs> I also want to give shout-out to Mr. Foresight. There's Lou Hayworth, dude. That really good. Really good. Uh, the, the guys who made his arm shit and rip off oh, like that. It still really, looks awesome. It does. It looks really – I mean, it looks lame when he goes through the window. He's clearly not moving out there, but – the the, okay. the golf ball coming out of his head and when he gets yeah, shot okay. up, bang,
2: bang, bang. Oh my <laughs> <Taking laughs> the car. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: that is a great line.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be I'll be remiss if I don't say it. It's clearly gonna be a rough night for me. But this like the most traumatizing scare scary thing that might change him the most is falling out of like a fucking fifty-story window. The, the right off the bat from the first ghost, and right. that really doesn't have an effect on Frank. Uh, he wakes up the next morning, he just calls Claire.
1: He's la, la, like, Oh, well,
3: he was poisoned la, la, by a Russian vodka,
1: la,
0: la, 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 la,
3: la. poisoned by Chernobyl. Yes,
1: yeah. that's exactly what's happening. Lou Hayward as the, the boss, the captain of industry. I love that bit. And actually, some of the, <laughs> the most quotable lines are from that actual yeah. early scene. Yeah, as, I agree, uh, You're I the man agree. who invented the miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, There's so yeah. many great everybody plays a role, does a great job in this film. And you know, as we start to wrap it up, yeah. I, I you know where I stand? <laughs> Travis already said where he stood. I don't we can make some final commentaries. Go ahead, Travis. Give us some you final know, Robert,
3: Robert Mitchum didn't want to do this movie. Um he, he got pulled into it by by the charm of, of Bill Murray. And again, like it's another one that like I'm I'm a big Mitchum fan. I, I go all the way back to, you know, to the um uh night of the hunter. But I mean like this is again like this is one that he's partly remembered for i mean like it's 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 pretty it's pretty classic pretty funny stuff i mean and it's just i mean again like there's just so many uh iconic little performances from these like major people just miles davis just hanging out with paul schaefer and larry carlton and david sandburn uh starving musicians just there just for like a moment there you go <laughs> <laughs> well, this whole movie is just—it's just—it's just chock full of this stuff, and in some of the references, yeah, like I'm the Woodstock baby. I'm like, I don't know what that means. What do you, I mean? I know what, a wood, what Woodstock is, but why are you kissing? I don't—I don't—I don't get the reference. And uh, so there is things about it that are, yeah, okay, you know, like, like dated. But um, in terms of rewatchability, man, I, I, I can't think of a lot of movies that I've watched more. Um, at, at, when I like when I started this movie last night and it comes on, I'm just like, this—I feel like I'm going home. Like it's just like it's ridiculous, but I've seen this movie <laughs> so I cannot exaggerate. I mean, I've seen it so many times. That opening sequence is just it's like a lullaby. So yeah, <laughs> it holds up.
1: Yep, it holds up. There's no <laughs> doubt about it, man. All the Murray brothers get to pop in this movie too. And yeah, even Joel. Even what, Joel. Right. Which
3: by the way, I wonder if this is when him and Bobcat Goldthwaite hooked up because he went on later to star in um not World's Greatest Great Dad. Uh, the one uh, uh shoot em up thing. Uh, God, bless yes, yeah. God bless
1: America. Yeah, God bless America. Which that is a movie. hell of a movie. Yeah. It is. Is that that's Joel, not Andy? I, that was Joel. It? That was Joel Murray. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who anyway,
3: yeah. he plays a guest in, the, in along with Mitch Glazer, co-writer, who looks like a young uh, George Clooney at the uh, at the whole house party of uh younger brother James Cross. Oh,
1: yeah, and then Brian Doyle plays his father in the flashbacks. Right. which is yeah, perfect cast scene.
3: <laughs>
2: you go it's in the great. store and you buy it, shoot you.
1: <laughs> Such a sweet and scene, though. Four. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it, is. it is tender, it's funny, and then it's tender. That's why this movie holds up yeah. because it does a great balance of being uh Falls, substantial King. to me but being funny too. Quotable lines, uh, I mean, we didn't even mention uh, what's his face, uh, John Glover as Bryce Cummings. Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> LA Slimeball Hey, call slime me the coast, babe. You know, <laughs> <Ramp spaggers>. industries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Frank. Did you want to call dinner? Oh, call he's me?
3: he's so predatory. It's
1: great. He's perfect. Yeah, he's such a slime ball in a yeah. perfect way. Yeah, Eighty slime ball to the T with his uh, uh, fucking what are those California rolls? Anyway, <laughs> everybody plays a great part. Dairy great. in that? Right? Yeah, the JB Farr's of this movie. Even it's just so many people Farrar. because they're doing a a television show within a movie, and I I think of it like Travis thinks of it too. It's just it's part of my life. So even if it sucked. It wouldn't suck though because I wouldn't like it, I don't think, but, <laughs> I mean, it's but it's a part of my existence, it's part of the yearly tradition of Christmas. But I don't I, I don't watch it like Travis what like I probably do keep it for like Christmas now mainly. I don't now watch I do. it a lot yeah. uh beyond that, but uh I just don't see how you can go wrong here, you know. And if we can spread the word on this film to people now, because it's it is old, it's very old now and dated, like you said. And a guy like Gary saying, Hey, I just ordered Scrooge on Amazon. He's never seen it before. So, wow, holy shit. That's why, that's why we do this show because we bring movies back from a certain period. If you haven't seen it, or because we've seen movies that surprise each one of us every week, right? It's like, oh shit, you never saw that? You know, it's, so you never know what people have seen either. And that's why, in the spirit of the season and the holidays, this movie holds up for many, many reasons that we just discussed. That's All right,
3: let's
2: show. That's,
0: that's,
1: a, show. That's, that's it, though. It. All right, let's that's that's it. Right. I'm sure. hey. well, I'm let's go on to the next whoa, thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold
2: on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I'm not going to bring you guys down. Like I, you I'm,
3: can't I'm bring see. us down.
0: I mean, it's done. <laughs> I know. Um,
3: Give I, 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 hand. <laughs> not even a Christmas song. The movie made it a Christmas song. All
0: right, sorry. Go ahead. I never knew that was Al Green. I always thought that was like um like right. Patty, Patty Labelle, and I'm like, oh, that's Al, Al Green. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let it slide by for me with a, with it holds up because it's 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 entertaining anyway you slice it. I mean, the movie is like a like an amusement park ride of gr- grotesque macabre characters, and there's sweetness and there's tenderness. I have big story issues, and and I love the the source material so much that it that it's hard for me to see through some of the stuff that they did with this g- contemporary adaptation. Uh, the Karen Allen character for me is like. There's no challenge there. She just keep, keeps coming back no matter how much she, he uh, trashes her. There's no conflict there. There's nothing he has to fight for. He just calls her at the end. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll be back even though you've been treating me like shit for the past 30 years. Um, but, I mean, the makeup's fucking awesome. Uh, Bill Murray puts in a, a fun performance. And, you know, what else can you say? Nothing Danielle, nothing, I, I, nothing. I was going to say. And then, he doesn't even like the movie. But nothing I say is going to change people's minds.
3: But, but uh, there you go. I had fun with it. Nothing you're going to say is going to change people's minds. Okay, no. but just to say the truth and it doesn't hold up for you. It's
1: fine. You don't need yeah, to sleep. Tonight. I have to go on the record. I think someone yelled at me last week because I didn't say it. So. Uh, that was no, nice. I,
0: I was entertained and I sat through it twice and I wasn't bored. I just had some narrative issues, but I, I'll oh, say what? it holds up. All oh. right. Well, there you have it. La, 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 Elfman crank up to like fucking 20.
1: <laughs> you know, I thought you were Richard Pryor. Going too far. And these guys are really trying. All right. So that's it. (laughs) Cinema Nine Podcast has presented you with Scrooged. A top-notch film that we enjoyed. And if you love the holidays, settle in. you never seen it? Check it out. If you have seen it, watch it again. I'm sure you will. Yeah, yeah Matt you haven't Williams. Have seen
3: it? Why you're listening right now? That's,
1: that's yeah, funny. that's well, to learn, maybe expand your mind. You never know. <laughs> uh, Matt Williams, who was on the show on our Back to the Future episode, said that uh, this is a Christmas Eve tradition every year as well. So clearly, a lot of people have this as a routine in their lives. In uh,
0: the VCR, great gift in 2020.
1: No, <laughs> well, I mean vinyl came back. I'm sure we'll go back to VHS soon in the 20s. <laughs> Anywho, uh, check us out online. Give us that holiday gift of a five star rating on Apple Podcast. And, uh, we, yeah, it would be really lovely. We we appreciate it would you guys. Change uh, our life. Was,
3: sorry, <laughs> i, I are just <laughs> getting oh.
1: hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> Please, uh, Martin. I just can't stop doing Martin all week long. Yeah, uh, we did sneakers last week. If you guys missed it, go back and check that out. Anywho. I gotta pick a movie for next week's episode, which we'll go back to being on Thursday. I think that's New Year's Eve. We're not doing anything, so who cares? Just say Uh, Greenberg. Greenberg. Yeah, uh, Eric passed up Greenberg uh, this week, by the way. You know know. you're gonna say Greenberg. Come on, we're not gonna say Greenberg. We did a bomb back. Come on, there's so many other things going on, and it's also the holiday season. So I'm really torn between these two movies. I think one would be too obvious. New Year's well, Day I, or New Year's <laughs> Day, <laughs> <laughs> you order a cigarette? yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, 24 hour party, people. Uh, that I would love to do that movie, but the thing about the movie I wanted to choose is I just don't know if it's too obvious now. But it this is the risk you take in choosing a film because you never know what people are going to think, and <laughs> I don't know how often <laughs> I'll get a chance to do this, so I think we should do it. This is a good time of year, let's do Just Friends. I want to do it. I want to see what people think. So 2005 We're doing comedy.
3: Another Christmas movie after Christmas? All well, right. It's still friends. It's
1: still the season. <laughs> I'm not going to get another chance. I'll have to wait a whole year. So, this is true. What more Christmas? It's not just, just, just a Christmas movie, but it is Christmas. That's theme. friends. Oh, man. I just, yeah, We're I'm doing just it. Friends. Go.
3: I'll do it again. All right. Oh, you did? Shit. Yeah. That's We're all right. Friends. Okay. I'll do, do it well. again.
1: Can I, change my, can I change my mind or is it too late? Yeah, you can. You can. I mean, the show's <laughs> not over you if you want to.
3: It's up to you. But I don't mind watching it again. Oh, I can't change my mind? You can change your mind. The show's not over. It's up to you.
2: Okay, but great.
1: And I'm going to change my I'll, mind. This will be a first. Should we do yeah. this? Yeah, hey, you guys said I could do it, so I'm changing my mind. I'm going Ugh. with the other option then. We are going to do, ladies and gentlemen, Legends of the Fall. Oh, 1994 no. film starring Brad Pitt and many okay. other people. Oh, man.
3: Tristan. I haven't, I haven't seen this since it was new. So, be
1: Yay! Cool. You okay. are yeah. not down <laughs> I haven't seen it in a minute. This used to be, yeah, a big deal back in the day in the '90s. Wow. We had on VHS every day after school. So,
0: all right, yeah, I will ball. watch Just Friends and get back to you and, and appreciation of your oh, you know, shot yeah. there. I'll am
3: okay. just gonna not watch it and then we'll watch it next year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is also legends of the fall. I'm gonna talk Ed Zwick. He was a big heavy hitter in the '90s, yeah, man. What man. happened?
3: He had his time, didn't he? Do that other uh, Clint Eastwood Meryl Street movie? Was that him? I think that was Clint oh, uh, uh, Madison oh no, that was Eastwood. Never mind. No. yeah. Uh, he did
1: uh, a siege glory, so that's classic. Oh, glory, yeah that's, yeah, that's a big one. I also did Love and Other Drugs in 2010 with Gyllenhaal oh. and Hall uh, and Hathaway. That was his Wick film. And he also did that movie with Matt Damon about the Great Waller, so that was actually him, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Which is bummer. right, Thanks. anywho, yeah, check us out next week. We're the uh, Legends of the Fall, long haired, sexy Brad Pitt, Legends like, of the Fall, AD so Quinn's so beautiful blue eyes, yeah, and our buddy from Suicide Kings. Uh, Henry Thomas in this movie too so right. Good to see him again Alright uh, check us out we'll be back next week I don't know if we're doing the show on Thursday or Wednesday Next week or whatever because yeah, it's Thursday. New Year's Eve no, I'm not doing anything for New Year's Eve no one's doing anything So why not let's celebrate Oh you, you got a yeah. Really yeah we'll talk about it later Wow Are you trying to keep it a secret okay Alright everybody thanks for listening we'll see you next week Bye bye happy holidays Show me a nipple <laughs>